Call the Book Show, episode 114, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. And with us, we have special guest, Kate Miller. We've got the children's librarian in the house, folks. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. It is exciting. (laughs) You got a little NPR for a minute there, Eric. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, today... Uh, we're going to be talking about Naomi Shihab Nye, our 2017 visiting author. She's going to be here on October 27th. So in, Yay! Woo! So in preparation for that, we've all been boning up on her work and uh, reading all weekend. So we're going to chat about that a little bit today. Yay. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, it's bookmark time. Bookmark! So Eric, what have guess, you been reading? Guess first. Guess first. Go, all right, Kate. Kate. This is the part of the show. Well, you've probably listened to the previous oh, of course, of 113 course. episodes. So every single one, I don't every minute, to, every oh, time. Good, good, good. Okay. Have you read anything good, noteworthy, fun lately? Well, I read Habibi mostly, sure. most recently. Well, save save that save magic that. for of later. Course, yes. Okay. Um, and I'm also reading Patricia Briggs, one oh. of her old books, actually, uh, Raven's Shadow. Okay. Yes. I've read. What is her character? What is her name? Mercy Thompson. Mercy Thompson. That's it. I've read some of the graphic novels, but I've never actually like sat down and read the books. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, would you classify that as sort of like a Halloween It could book? be. There's werewolves and vampires and right fae. There. So right there. yeah, there you go. There's, no, there's multiple. Fae referring to uh, elven-like creatures, perhaps maybe fairies okay. as well. Thank yes. you. Faye. Thank you. She got has, it. she has, uh, there's multiple like interlocking series in that, right? Yeah, so she's what, got a couple of different What ones. are they? Like, what there's are the, the Alpha ones? and Omega, okay. which is just werewolves. That sounds like but werewolves. But they still yeah. kind of interact with the Mercy Thompson world, but they okay. talk a lot more about the vampires and the Faye and whatnot. Okay. Is there like a TV show or a movie from this ever? Not that I know of. That's Not funny. yet, at least. That's funny. Should be, though. They always look appealing. They seem like interesting yeah. books. So I've never They're fun. Them. Mindless ones, you know. Nice. Just flip through them. Nice. Fantasy series starring elves, yeah. Elfin yeah. and Omega. That's pretty good. All right. That's pretty That's, good. I'm Hold on. Again. Hold on. Fantasy series <laughs> starring the king of rock and roll, Elvis and Omega. Elvis what and you, Omega. What do you think Why about does it that? have to be fantasy? It just does. I don't think it has to yeah, be. He's like, come on now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Bring it in the apocalypse. Yeah. All right. Kate, I've read a series of Elvis Presley murder mysteries. I don't know if you're aware, but it is real. Yeah. Kill Me Tender is one. (laughs) No, it's not. It is. (laughs) Viva Las Vengeance is one. Such vicious minds. I could I could go on. Blue suede clues. That's hilarious. I know. I'm not gonna lie. They're pretty great. Did you write them too? No, I didn't. I wish I wish I could. No, written by Daniel Klein, and I'm waiting for book five, Danny. So (laughs) let me know. It's just me at this point, but I'm ready. I'm on board. Oh, good. I'm totally good. Good. Kate's in book club. Uh, Eric, what about you? Um, oh, I love that long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really I told Kate not to do any for our home listeners. She got on here. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm trying to think. I got my Goodreads open though. Okay. Uh, so I read. Well, I'll have to talk about what I read with Naomi Shihai Nye. Not with sure. What of Naomi? Sure. I've read. I understand. Before uh, we got here, I was. I had a busy week of traveling. So you get off my back. Where were you traveling to? Uh, there was a wedding. Oh, that's fun. In. PA. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Sure. I okay. almost ended up in Ohio. That was when I missed my exit. Oh. And I ended up in yeah, Ohio. That happens. So I've been reading Lovecraft Country some more. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Getting spookier? Yes. By the yeah. minute? It's still spooky. Right. So this is the book that mixes Lovecraft horror with Lovecraft racism. Sure. So. Uh, <laughs> the worst of both worlds? I yeah. Guess. I would think so. Yeah. Um, 
And so far, yes, the 1950 racism has been spookier than when a certain than like a monster shadow okay. showed up and <laughs> was like throwing a police car around. I'm like, oh, okay, I can handle that. Yeah. But when the cops like get out of the car, sir, I'm like, don't get out of the car. It's hit the gas. <laughs> it's been a busy October. I feel like you haven't done as much Halloween as you typically do. Hey man, is that true or is it is it not true? Watch yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I played Alan Wake, okay, which I didn't talk about on this because All everybody right. doesn't like it when I talk about video games on this podcast. Some people do. Yeah, some people. No one in the room. Yeah, but some. I started this people. other game called Soma, yeah. which is scary. I showed you a video of me screaming in fear as a robot. Just oh, I remember. Shot to life yeah. for a quick second. Yeah, so that was scary. Yeah, uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, I was part of that book club for Jack of Spades. Yes, I've watched uh, Diary of the Dead. I watched Monster Squad. Yeah, uh, I've got the uh, whatever that other movie is to watch. L- the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh yeah, the seventies one, the with Donald, Donald Sutherland, Sutherland yeah. Leonard Nimoy one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Leonard Nimoy's in that. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, he plays the yeah. Jack Belichick character, which this is based on a book by Jack yeah. Finney, who Kate, it's my favorite author, Jack Finney, right there. But uh, Nimoy plays Jack Belichick, who is yeah. really just like Jack Finney. He sort of right. like wrote himself into the story, which is cool. Sure. That, I, I prefer the original, but I, the 70s one is good, too. I watched the Salem's Lot miniseries from yeah. 2004. I've yeah, got... Rob Lowe. Yeah. We just it? watched Get Out. Have Get you, Out! Kate, have you seen that? Are you too scared? No, I haven't seen anything. It was there. good. <laughs> you haven't seen anything. All right. Well... It's true. Right. Kate doesn't watch movies. Okay, so. we we showed the uh, Winnie the Pooh Heffalump Halloween movie over the over the weekend. Uh, have you seen that, Kate? Uh, probably, but it's, a while ago, yeah. <laughs> it was actually a little scarier than I expected. So my son was definitely like white knuckling the seat, being Heffalumps, like, "What's happening?" Heffalumps and woozles terrified me as yeah. a child. Do you remember, like, when they oh, were yeah. originally introduced? They They're intense, were terrifying. Now like, it's a little things, British kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's much cuter now. Yeah, but the is. things of nightmares they yeah, used to be. Absolutely. For me, yeah. So no, no Halloween work for you. No Halloween books or movies or uh, Pete the Cat, Five Little Pumpkins. Yes. I was disappointed with Pete the Cat, Five Little Pumpkins. I was too. It's actually. a stupid book. It really is. I was happy. Do we have? Do, there's Trick or Pete now. Yes. Do I we have that so. in our collection? I think so. yet? Okay, because I do want to read that. My son loves Pete the I Cat. I have to double check, but I'm pretty yeah, sure. We I have enjoy it. reading them too. They're pretty. They're groovy, as Pete the Cat would say. <laughs> I've failed to get my T-shirt with the slogan "Trick or Freak" out. Wow. And I meant to trademark. Do that. It was going to be hashtag <laughs> Trick or Freak. That's pretty good. But yeah, that's pretty. I, good. I don't know where to get shirts made up or how to get hashtags. There's a place started. in Alfred. I'll help you out. Okay. I'll help you out. Yeah. All right. Um. So I guess that's up to me. Uh, what, what has yes, Nick been I gotta finish Lovecraft Country. Let me take a look. I have anything to talk about. Uh, well, I'm I'm ahead of you here, buddy, because our no, our that's not true. 2017 Stephen King pick is Gwendy's Button Box, which I have Wendy's finished. Bu- oh wow, I have finished. This is uh, is it Stephen Baxter who's writing with? Oh, you want me on this? That's still. not right. No, uh, not, not Stephen. Listen, it, I couldn't Richard, tell you. I. He has a co-author. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's good. I think that you'll enjoy it. It's a quick read. It's more atmospheric and spooky than straight up scary. I love atmosphere and spooky. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy yeah. it. And I think you'll definitely feel a Richard Matheson vibe when you read it. I so. love I Am Legend. Yeah. So there we go. Good. That's Richard Matheson. Okay. It sure is. How come you, you'll want to read books about button boxes with me, but whenever I say, do you want to come over and go through my button boxes to organize them by shape or color, you say you're busy. See, you picked the wrong joke because everyone who knows me know that organizing things is my passion. So oh, yeah. that joke didn't work at yeah. all because I would be there in a New York City minute. All right. <laughs> I think that's quick. I'm not sure. Nick, that is a green blue button. <laughs> There's a box specifically You don't for tell that. me what color that button is. That is a large green blue button. Uh, I'm currently reading uh, Turtles All the Way Down by uh, Mr. John Green. Is that what it's called? John Green is back, baby. That, that feels wrong now. That is it, right? Turtles, Turtles All the Way all Down. Turtles All the Way Down. Yeah. Okay. All Kate, right. have you started this? Turtles All the Way Down? 
No, yeah. I have not started that yet. You're going to. Though. I want to. You're yeah. a John Green fan. I, but I don't like picking up a new book when I'm still in the middle of another book. Yes. I have to finish things. I understand. But yes, it is on my list I immediately. I understand. I'm about 100 pages in. Um, Kate, have you read John Green? Do you like John Green? I read The Fault in Our Stars and I liked it. I read a couple of other, a couple others of his, but I wasn't as crazy about them. Okay. I still want to actually read Paper Towns because I've only seen the movie. Which one did you read? Um, the, Catherine, Abundance, Abundance of, of Catherine's, Catherine's right. Yeah. And I've only read Fault in Our Stars, yeah. which was good, but I wouldn't ever want to read it again yeah. or watch the movie sad, or anything sad like that. Times. Uh, Turtles times. All the Way Down, I think I want to watch, uh, read. Uh-huh. I said watch. I guess I forget what I'm not. I'm like do. 100 pages in and I'm not loving it. Oh. It's... I don't know. It's not grabbing me. I'm, I'm going to go the distance, right. but it's not grabbing me. Uh, I've been told there are no turtles in the book. I've already passed at least one turtle. In the book? 100 pages in, yes. So there were turtles? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah. worried there weren't going to be any turtles. I mean, turtles. it's not like a huge plot point, yeah. but... Really? I guess I thought it was going to be like that John... Not John Green. He, this is John Green. That, um... The guy we did... The romance I, I guy. Can't. The romance author that we read. Nicholas, you know, Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. He did yeah. a book... Where last song where yeah. Miley Cyrus and I think Channing Tatum, but no, Josh Hutcherson. Okay. Not Josh Hutcherson, Josh Hemsworth. Hemsworth, not Chris Hemsworth, brother. Help me. Oh my gosh, this is Liam the Hemsworth. Okay. Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus yeah. save a bunch of turtles in the last song. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go lie down now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. But isn't the turtles all the way down like representative of a, like it's it's a statement it's not actually about turtles yes right? yeah it's that's a, that's my understanding yes but there has been at least one have been turtles. literal okay. actual flesh and blood turtle yeah when shredder sends his foot clan into the sewers he has to tell them turtles all the way down that's terrible yeah. uh, what? I'm, al- I'm also reading green hornet year one still reading that i'll, I'll keep the mic on me for matt wagner kate yeah <laughs> And you I'm, love your Green Hornet, but you don't love Green Hornet mixing with Batman. I just haven't, I haven't read it. I'm sorry. No. All right. Uh, I'm. I'm. Well, I'm actually listening to Graveyard Shift by Stephen King. This scary. is a. It is scary. Oh. This is a selection of of um, short stories from I mm. think Night Shift. Is that what that's called? Night I'd, Shift is a. Isn't that a movie with a uh, Michael Keaton? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. is it like that? No. This no. is this is actually I'm listening to it on overdrive, so it's just right. audio only. It's it's a collection of short stories from the bigger collection Night Shift, read by John Glover of Smallville fame. Oh yeah, he's got a creepy so, voice. Sometimes. Yeah, he does. The first one, Graveyard Shift, was uh-huh. probably the most disturbing Stephen King thing I've ever read. More than Pet Cemetery? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, just in a different way. We have He doesn't do like creature very often. And yeah. these were some creatures. What about Cujo? So. He's a creature. He's a dog with rabies. What about Christine? Car. Would you count Christine as a creature? No. Okay. I'd count her as a car. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, we have Graveyard Shift in our collection. Sure the do. The movie. Yeah. And it's been checking out. I'm, we got, I'm told it's very underrated. That It's actually a uh, good movie and nobody yeah. ever talks about it. I was just told to watch Silver I Bullet. I'm never going to watch it. But Silver the, Bullet. Which is a Stephen King yeah. movie based off of the book Cycle of the Werewolf. Yeah what I kind of just want to imagine, like a werewolf riding around on a unicycle. Yeah. So, um, A unicycle, yeah. even. Wow. Not, okay. not only do we have Graveyard Shift and Silver Bullet, we basically have all of Stephen King's movies, except we sure for do. Dreamcatcher. We sure do. So we didn't get that. Nobody's yeah. requested it. No. So I don't think anybody liked Dreamcatcher the book or the movie. Yeah. Maybe Tommy Lee Jones did. But we have, not sure. Yeah, we just added a whole bunch of his older movies, like yeah. Pet Cemetery and... Uh, Firestarter, which Firestarter. we watched. We did. We that watched Firestarter. That was my Halloween pick. It's very are you, 80s. Are you familiar with Firestarter, Kate? No. L- little Drew Barrymore <laughs> has the power to start oh, okay. fires. okay. Uh, and it's all about controlling Drew Barrymore's fire starting. Yeah. Marty, I like Drew Barrymore. Marty Sheen's in it. A little like E.T. era Drew Barrymore. George C. Scott. George C. Scott. Very creepy. 
I liked it. Did you like it, Eric? I didn't get a sense from you. I thought it was a bad movie, but we were able to enjoy it because it's very 80s. It is. And it's got like very cheesy performances yeah. by everybody. It does. It's It really is like powered by, like at the time, I think if we had saw it when it came out, we'd be yeah. like, wow, this is bad. But seeing it now, 30 years later, it's like, yeah. oh, this is great. Yeah. It's just so. It's, it's retro in exactly the way you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it, the, like the plot is entertaining enough yeah. that like to sort of crack jokes at it and yeah. get through it is fun. So. Stephen King referred to it as the worst movie adaptation of his work. And he hates The Shining. Yeah, he doesn't he hates like The thing. Shining with a burning. Okay, do you like Stephen passion. King? Have you read Stephen King? I have not read Stephen King. Do you know who Stephen King is? I do. Okay, that I do. That's good. I do. All right, so that's something. That's definitely something. Is that all for me? Yeah, that's it. Nice. That's my bookmark. Cool. Yeah. You want to move on to book news? Mm, yes. Okay. Uh, I have two things I want to mention before okay. we start talking about some advanced notices. First, the Hurston Wright Legacy Awards were announced. Ooh, I'm giving this one to Kate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Hurston Wright Legacy Award honors the best in black literature in the United States and around the globe. Introduced in 2001, the Legacy Award was the first national award presented to black writers by a national organization of black writers. So uh, one of the reasons that this popped up on my radar is friend of the library, Danika Kelly, won the Legacy Award for her uh, debut story uh, poetry collection, Bestiary. So she was here earlier in the year and was just, she was great to listen to. The, the, her poems are, are moving and interesting by themselves. Right. I but, take it back from Kate. But for her to, <laughs> but while while she was here, just reading them just really made them come alive. And was, yeah. I was really impressed by them. And so look at you pronouncing her first name correctly I did get it this, right. this yeah, time. I got it right. Um, it was also shortlisted for the National Book Award, but it won the Hurston Wright uh, Legacy Award. So yeah. congratulations, Danica. But she's our friend. Come back. Our friend first. Come back anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say she's our best friend forever or best friend for life? We knew her when. That's How about true. that? Yeah. How All about right. that? Handing it back to Kate. Okay. The other one that I wanted to mention, uh, which we, t- we announced the short list a while back, but the Man Booker Prize has officially uh, been announced. And in a turn that surprises no one, I, the winner is Lincoln and the Bardo. Lincoln and the Bardo. George Saunders. I, don't I feel like care. it's this year's. Sorry. Uh, Go on. Underground uh, Railroad. Colson Whitehead. There you go. Underground Railroad. Uh, which also won a Hurston Wright Legacy Award as well. Yeah. But uh, George Saunders, Lincoln and the Bardo, uh, did win the Man Booker Award this year. And yeah. I'm told from everyone in the book club that the audiobook is the way to go because of mm-hmm. all the different... It's a multi-cast audiobook. Nick uh, Offerman and, and Megan Mullaney are in yeah, there. Yeah, Malali. Malali? Yeah. That's not true. It is true. Huh. It's a non-traditional narrative, so it bounces all over the place. Yeah. And some of it's like in a script Will format. Will Forte, so. I think? What I'm told is the very best way is to have the book and the audiobook and just sort of work through. But yeah, everyone who has read it has been like moved by it that mm-hmm. I know. So I think yeah. it's definitely worth checking out. I'm going to read, read it without audiobook. I'm going to read it out loud to myself, but I'm still going to do voices. The different character even voices? Even though nobody's there. Yeah. I would love to be yeah. a part of that. No, I'm, I'm by myself. You're, you're going to be by yourself. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to record or anything. Just going to be in a shut room by myself doing different voices, reading Lincoln and the Bardo in the dark. Huh. So. Huh. That surprises no one. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to tell us New York Times bestsellers? Oh, we're already there? Jeez Louise. That oh, was sorry. fast. You want to chat about No, other this things? is where you... Uh, no, this is the part where you do the the books that oh, are coming sure. out. Sure. I can go first. Whew. That's what you like. I feel like I've been talking for a long time, so I was... Oh, I can turn it over to you. Add some stuff. That's all right. How's it going? Uh, kind of gray outside, right? Yeah. Really Thank dark. You. Stranger we're Things coming out this weekend. Please stop. Oh, hey, we got the Stranger Things uh, season one. That is no. It came in a... Uh, VHS clamshell case. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks really classic. cool. So Pretty we're going to add that to the collection. This was a Target exclusive, so Target. 
You should be thankful yeah. that we were able to snag a copy. And yeah. it will be in our collection very soon. Yeah. Also, I just learned that the peanuts at Five Guys Burgers and Fries yeah. are meant to be eaten because I've always just thought they were there for decoration. That's insane. But the last time That's I went, insane. you had some, and then I saw like strangers eating them. That's it's just weird. I don't understand why you think that boxes I guess, of peanuts <laughs> with a scoop right. and little paper I guess trays. I thought it was like those garnishes that come on your plate that you're not actually supposed to eat. Okay. Or like plastic flowers. Right. I, th- I guess I thought they were the plastic fruit of Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Okay. So... So I guess that was like a public service announcement. That yeah. Just gave. Uh, <laughs> Feel free to eat the peanuts at Five <laughs> yeah, Guys. Absolutely. All right. All right. I'm going to give you some advance notices here. So these are just okay. announced. I will have these Ark Collection right. in the This one I months. am giving to Kate. Okay. You don't sure. need to. You don't need to announce that every time. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, leave leave some that. of that magic here. <laughs> a little bit of mystery. Uh, Kate, let me ask you this: Have you ever read a bookshot? A bookshot by oh, James, James Patterson's bookshots. I have not. Have you ever read a bookshot? Flames. No. Okay. No, I haven't done that either. All right. Okay. Well, this is just a standard bookshot written right. by James Patterson and Shan Serafin called Revenge. And it starts with a piece of good advice. Never kill a hitman's wife. Clearly. Don't do it. It's crazy. Never kill a hitman's wife. Professional hitman Michael Ryan's. Never trust someone with two first names either. Also true. Yeah. Professional hitman Michael Ryan's wife was just found murdered in their home, but Ryan knows he was the intended target, a target that lives and breathes revenge. Eric, are you in? Mm, is Ryan Reynolds in this? No, he's not. Okay. He's not. Kate, we Jason Is Jason Statham in this? No, he's not. It's <sighs> just a bookshot. It's a 90-page short story. Do you think Jason Statham would read a bookshot? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he... What, it's probably I wish up, we had him here on the show limit. right now. I got a few sure. questions for him, book-wise. Sure, yeah. Kate, we did a James Patterson spotlight because we've been sort of talking about and mocking James Patterson. She knows. Patterson. She listened to it. I know. Of course. For, for going on two years now. So we finally just did a spotlight, and I honestly thought that it was going to break Eric and my brother, Steve. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you remember that, Eric? It was a trying time for you. The book shots. Or I guess the, the some of the The whole book. spotlight. The, everything uh, that you read. Well, we were... Because I... I made the mis- well. I read Treasure Hunters. Yeah, and that wasn't good. We all read Treasure. I Hunters. I read that Hunted, good. which was a bookshot. We all read that. Good. Yeah, and then I made the mistake of while we were recording it, of looking at his movie reviews. Yeah, and I I just wanted to punch. It him. was a lot. Of and then we looked up his net worth, and then I really wanted to punch. A lot him. of negative stuff. Yeah. My brother Steve really threw himself into it, and he read like six or seven James Patterson books Ooh, in the back. Wow, that's commitment right <laughs> He's there. He's never been the same. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else do we have coming out? You just came, uh, just, you just came, became, uh, what's his name? A little Ed McMahon there. <laughs> I was thinking of the one-eyed guy from uh, Birdman. Oh, yeah. Law. Yeah, yeah, Phil. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. New from Wendy Corsi Staub, book three in her Lily Dale mystery series. It's been a pretty popular series. Um, Dale? Dale. Lily Dale. She also writes under uh, Wendy Markham. If it's like a romance type thing, she writes under that. But this is a standard mystery here. So book three in the Lily Dale mystery series, Dead of Winter, just as a murderer dumps his corpse into the lake, his corpse, across <laughs> Valley View in Lily Dale. All murderers gain possession of the corpse <laughs> they once they murdered it. <laughs> Bella Jordan corpse. happens to be at her window, not quite realizing what <sighs> she's seeing. Unbeknownst to her, the killer spots her silhouette and oh, prowls geez. straight to her door. Uh-huh. That is until he's interrupted by a black cat, a uh. superstitious gambler. He takes off, but Bella's seen too much, and he vows to return. A superstitious gambler? Yeah. He's too too afraid of a black cat to kill the witness of yeah. his corpse murder. He's superstitious, Eric. Yeah. Very probably, superstitious. Probably hasn't changed his socks in years. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, oh, 
little little early. It's here. called Dead of Winter. A little early, yeah. Right. When we're just coming up on Halloween. Oh jeez, I can't do. I can't be a part of this. I can't if I know where this is going. A Christmas Return, <laughs> by the one and only Anne Perry. Tis the season of giving, and with this wonderful book, New York Times bestselling author Anne Perry shares a brand new holiday mystery filled with bygone relationships and hidden <laughs> secrets. This is part of her Pit series. Reading so her if, Christmas if books in October is the Pits. Okay. Hey, sorry. All right. You've only had one Pepsi today, so I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that one. All right, we're gonna jump over to large print, and then Eric, you're gonna be on with that New York Times oh, bestseller geez. list. I think this is the time when I'm gonna say, "What's on the New York Times bestseller list?" And you won't say, "Oh, geez, let me look." Why? I don't make those bubbly sounds. You can't hear it, but you do make them. <laughs> okay. Uh, Beneath the Honeysuckle Vine by Marsha Lynn McClure, coming out in large print in a couple of months here. Civil War. No one could flee from the nightmare of battle and the countless lives it devoured. Everyone had sacrificed. You could go west. True. Suffered profound misery and unimaginable loss. Viviana is not a real name. Bartholomew (laughs) was no exception. The war had torn her from her home, orphaned her. The merciless war seemed to take everything, even the man she loved. Still, (gasps) Viviana yet knew gratitude, for a kind friend had taken her in upon the death of her parents. Thus, Mm -hmm. she was cared for, even loved. Right. Okay. All right. You like it? Uh, who's going to play her in a movie in the 40s? In the 40s? Yeah. Catherine Hepburn isn't going to do it. No, she She's won't. too damsel in distress for she her. She probably won't do it. So, Do you know Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn are not the same, are Crazy. not related? I know. They're yeah. not mother and daughter. I Nothing. thought they were. Yeah. I think everyone thought that. Kate? I did think that. I'll give you that. Okay. Yes. See, Kate, this is an educational podcast. And yeah. you've, you've just learned something. So sure did. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is you're welcome. Eric. Yeah. What's on the New York Times bestseller list? So this is where I, I roll into just, the room on roller skates. You just get it. Slip, crash yeah. into a couch, yeah. somersault out the window and yeah. down the fire escape. Yeah. And you look out and I'm like in the dumpster and I'm yeah. like, oh, hold on. Yeah. It looks like John Green. Is it? That, that's Pretty not, much. Yeah. Pretty All much. Right, so that Go just ahead. happened. Pull that list up. All right. Boobity, 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 boobity. I'm not making those bubble sounds. We all heard it. All right. So these are the young adult hardcover fiction books on the New York Times bestsellers list for this week. Uh, young adult stands no wait YA stands for young adult so I guess young adult just stands for that too Uh, number 10 it's been here for 17 weeks Nick I know it's a friend of yours one of us is lying by Karen McManus (gasps) hold on one of us is lying and is it me I think it is Kate. I think it's yeah, Kate. Yeah, we finally have a... All this time. Yeah, wow. We finally have a third option she here. She looks so trustworthy. She's not, though. I know that now. She's <laughs> she's quite the liar. A bit of a liar, yes. actually. Uh, number nine. Tim, I feel like I was set up for that, just so everybody knows. I am not a liar. But you can't wow. tell, because wow. one of us is lying. Yeah, never trust a liar, so, so... Yeah, that's true. A liar would definitely say they don't lie. Would a liar... I guess a liar could say whatever they want. They have so much freedom. Jeez. <laughs> Number nine, the language of thorns. Did I already say it was French? Yeah, you did. Yeah, last you week. Oh, I wish I'd come over here. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but this is by Leah <laughs> Badugo. It's not Badugo, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Look, it's by. It's illustrated by Sarah Kippen. <laughs> I can say Sarah Kippen right. Number nine. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, sure. it's a collection of otherworldly fairy, fairy tales. Okay. Number eight, hunting Prince Dracula by Carrie. Uh, oh boy, Kate's here. Go ahead, Kate. Maniscalco. Nice. That, maybe, Kate, maybe. This, Can't be sure. This is a James Patterson presents. I, but it lists it here as Jimmy Patterson. Oh yeah. What that's is that true. all about? That's his like young adult imprint. Oh lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
She leaned in for that grimace. Yes, she did. Uh, all right, so number seven, One Dark Throne by Kendra, no, Kendara Blake. I think I've been saying Kendra Blake every, for four weeks. That's rough. Uh, this is the quickening. Uh, three sisters continue their fight to the death for the crown. Now, Kate, you have one sister, so I assume that you're one sister away from the crown. Yes, that is accurate. All right, there we go. Uh, thank you for going along with me on that one. Number six, War Cross by Marie Lu. She's writing a Batman book soon. Yeah, Nightwalker, she is. I think. Yeah, she is, yeah. Streetwalker? Not that. <laughs> Crosswalker. No. Nope. Walker, Texas. Batman, Walker, Texas Ranger. No, that's that's a mishmash that, that I watch. Okay, sure. Yeah. Do you, would you want to read it if Bruce Wayne was a Texas Ranger or Walker was Batman? Can I have both? I guess Can there's like, like some. A swap? I think situation? there's one stupid, like. Uh, it is Nightwalker, just to clarify. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's the most dangerous time to walk, but sometimes the most rewarding if you're looking for night birds. True. Th- those are, I guess those are just owls. <laughs> Bats, which that's aren't true. birds. That's true. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry I said night birds. Listen, folks, if you're looking for night birds, <laughs> maybe suggest walking at night. The most dangerous time. All right, number five, Elites of Eden. Uh, this is by Joey Gressifa. Nope, Joey Gressifa. You shouldn't mess me up when I'm reading a new last name You're that I've right. never seen I'm before. Sorry, I'm sorry. So Gresfisa. Oh boy. So Joey, uh, I just found out I think because Gresfisa. Gresfisa. Be careful. He's uh, he used to be a YouTube personality, he or in, he still I think he was is. In NSYNC, right? No, that's Joey Fatone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so this is book two of this series. <laughs> in a dystopic future, two girls from drastically different backgrounds mm-hmm. learn of a thread that binds them. Yeah. Yeah. That thread. I love for chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. So it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, number four, Leah. Bardugo. Wow. That was an uncomfortable silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman Warbringer. Yeah. We've talked about this one. When yeah. are you going to read this? This is part of the series with Batman Nightwalker. Yeah. 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 DC icon series. DC icons. Uh, so I don't know. Next? My wife read it. She liked it. I don't know that I will. Yeah. So like Superman grocery bag boy. Do you think what bag boy will be the next one? You got Wonder Woman Warbringer, you got Batman Nightwalker, and just Clark Kent working at a grocery store bagging groceries. Okay, making sure the eggs don't get sure. put under something heavy. That's called Smallville. But <laughs> number three, the hate you give, and I'm getting a lot of that from Nick right now. This is by Angie Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, All the Crooked Saints by Maggie. Oh my gosh, Staff Stifata, Stifata. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the Soros family have the ability to perform miracles for pilgrims to Bicoraro. <laughs> really sounds like you're just doing Mad Libs right now. No. Family? <laughs> for pilgrims. Yeah. <laughs> so we have this. This is uh, this is here. Number one, no surprise to anybody. You, know, you don't get oh. a lot of pilgrim magic uh, series. So That's it's, true. It's nice. That there, I think there was a little bit of magic in uh, The Mouse and the Mayflower. I mean, it's a talking mouse on the Mayflower, so... Yeah, but right I think there, there was, like, legit enchanted. magic there. Oh, okay. I can't remember Witchcraft. how. Witchcraft. Yeah, there was okay. a scene where these, like, this two couple, they sang, and it turned into, like, a 70s psychedelic love song. Wow. Yeah. That is magic. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just magical storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Number one, as I said, no surprise, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Yep. Azza and Daisy investigate a mystery with a reward of a hundred thousand yep. dollars. Now you've started this; you're yeah. hundred pages in. Yeah, does that actually describe the book? It, yeah, that's the sole okay. thing that's happening. Well, sometimes that you know they I describe do. something, yeah. you're like, "What the heck?" That's they not jump. What I'm reading. They jump right to it, though. They're like, yeah. "We got to solve this mystery and get our hundred thousand dollars." All right, so kind of like a boxcar children situation. 
I guess. I guess they didn't need the money. Their yeah. grandfather? No one's living with a rich grandpa or hanging out in a boxcar. Yeah. But other than that, it's just like the boxcar children. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I, I just ordered a book for our juvenile series okay. section. Okay. It's, the first book is called Gone Wild, or maybe that's the second one. Ooh. The point is, Amazon had the gall to say Spider-Man meets Animorphs in this new children's series. Wow. And I wanted the only, want, the only place Spider-Man meets the Anamorphs is in your wildest dreams. That'd That's be fun. The only yeah. place. Yeah. But that can't happen. Yeah. Because Marco and Jake constantly have arguments about Spider-Man versus Batman. Okay. So Appar- apparently Marco real. thinks Spider-Man's web shooting no one wants his web his web would bounce off of Batman's armor. That's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. What are you talking about? I don't know. Get your head in the game, yeah. Marco. Well, that's something that I've carried with me since I've read the end. Well, it's nonsense. Yeah. Kate, uh, opinions on Animorphs? I've never read them. I'm going to move away now. Good. That's fine. Better she's, she's never read them than have a poopy attitude about them. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right. I'm just looking through the top, the bottom five to see if anything interesting is there. It's not. Oh, keep us that's posted. Well, that's been here for four weeks. Haunted has been moved down to number 11. What about crazy house no that wasn't on the young adult gone, list totally yeah gone. gone that was the next hunger games yes no yes you're right crazy yeah. house was the next hunger games yeah and someone's in the house with you was also off that list wow you gotta make room for john green i guess you do yeah so number so this is the adult fiction hardcover adult let me, hardcover let me fiction. ask you a real question me. right now yes do you think that the majority of these people buying and reading turtles all the way down are adults because i do if you were how old do you think most kids were when they were reading uh, Fault in Our Stars, his last one, which I think is 2012. I don't know, like 12 to 16. All right, so even if so, the 12 year olds yeah. are now 17, yeah. but like anyone who is six, yeah, they're in their 20s, they're yeah. just college kids and grown ups, right. and yeah, people with their own kids. I'm just curious, I'm just curious to see like who the majority I think it's of kind of like a cursed child situation where you gotta because yeah. I mean, if Fault in Our Stars was his last one, the people have been reading him since, yeah, uh, looking for Alaska and stuff, and that's even longer, yeah. I think it's a Harry Potter and the Cursed Child situation, right? Where it is just grown ups, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what I have to say to those grown ups, grow up. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell me more about Spider-Man fighting the Animorphs or whatever you're it saying. It wasn't Spider-Man fighting the Animorphs. It was Spider-Man meeting the Animorphs, okay. and they could use his help. Definitely. So he has super strength. I, I mean, what, they could morph into a grizzly bear, I know which is it, like the third strongest animal compared to its body ratio. I know what he has. Okay. Uh, do you know how much stronger he would be if he was bitten by a radioactive rhino beetle? Roger, can you saw the leg <laughs> off his chair, please? <laughs> okay. Uh, so hardcover fiction for adults. His chair, Roger. Jeez. Yeah, Roger. Roger's our... He's, our, he's our senior intern, and he's, he's quite got nasty. a bit of an attitude. Yeah. He's got a bit of an attitude. He's lived through the 70s, but he doesn't remember them. He sure so does. he really lived through them. <laughs> he sure doesn't. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Number 10 <laughs> on this list. Adult. We're doing adult bestseller list now? I've said it five times. Okay. I guess I only said it three times. Kate, opinions on how many times I've said that? I think twice. Twice. Shoot. Okay. All right. Number... Oh, this is disgusting. No, two weeks on the list. It's not. It's seven days till Halloween. Mary and Bright by Debbie McCumber. Yeah, Who no, I the don't. heck well, is buying a hardcover? Is it, are they buying it, it could in be, preparation? It could be like a gift. People could be buying gifts, or they could be like, oh, I got to snatch that book up to read for Christmas. This would be the trick of the trick-or-treat A lot of me. people, yeah. I think a lot of people just start in November, like mm. post-Halloween. I worked with a lady at the Houghton Library, September 1, Christmas music. Out of her mind. Horrible. Should be illegal. If if I knocked on your door and said trick or treat and you put Debbie McCumber's Mary and Bright in my bag, I'd egg your house something fierce. Would you really? I'd use ostrich eggs because I'd tell really you want yeah. that it's almost worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just handing out Debbie McCumber books to kids on Halloween. You know the rule. If a book is given as a gift, if you receive a gift book, you have to read it. 
That that is a rule. So yeah, that's why you read disclosure. Yeah. So I haven't read it yet. It's on my list. Oh my gosh! All, <laughs> All right. right. So Marion Bright, a temp, is given a social life when family members create an online dating profile for her. Uh, well, yeah. Nothing can go wrong with that. No, they're her family and they that, care about that her. That kind of sounds like a uh, Rainbow Rowell book. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Kate Rainbow Rowell, opinions, thoughts? Not a clue. Sorry, guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. This is embarrassing okay. for Kate. All right. You guys are never gonna ask me back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She knew. She knew. She was right with Pete the Cat, though. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. her. Yeah, I got nothing. So on Pete. Nothing. I got nothing to talk about with yeah. Pete the Cat. I got something to say about number nine Kate alone. on this list. Okay, it's been here for three weeks. All right. Don't let go by Harlan Coben. What do you have to say about it? No, I guess that was just it. That's been here for three weeks. Okay. Look, I was just trying to segue. This is Detective Napoleon Dumas. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, he <laughs> investigates a murder and covers Vote for clues about personal events that happened 15 years ago. Yeah. So. Uh, number eight, five weeks on the list, The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye mm-hmm. by St- uh, Stig Larson's character, Lisbeth, is back and better than ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually haven't read any of these books. It's, I haven't either. She seems like she's had a lot of horrible things they happen to her. I don't know if dark. you can come back they better than way, ever. way, way too dark. Yeah. So let's skip to number seven. Okay. Uh, number seven is tied with number six. Ooh, a you know tie. We got a yeah. horse race now. Yeah. So number seven, Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first female diver at the Brooklyn Naval Yard during World War II tries to understand why her father disappeared. Oh, we figured this out last week, though. He was in World War II. Yeah. He, he, he was killed in action right, in, in World, World War, War II. II. Yeah. Figured it out, first female so diver. What's it tied with? It is tied with number six, The Cuban Affair by mm. Nelson DeMille. And I know mm-hmm. last week we said we couldn't do this anymore, Cuba. Yeah. yeah. But I mean it. Yeah. I need you to leave and stop calling me. Right. So... Oh, we're not continuing that the, bit? The Cuban Affair? Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. No, let's, I, let's... I just did continue oh, the bit. Oh, that was it. That, that was, was the, the bit. bit. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever. Jeez. Uh, I guess it was a Cuban affair to forget. <laughs> like the movie. Yeah. Affair to remember. I don't remember. Who was yeah. in that? Cary Grant? Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I always get him and the other guy confused. The guy from Gone with the Wind. Owen Wilson. Did you hear me say Gone with the Wind? Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Yeah. I, I do confuse those mm-hmm. two. Which one would you rather one's be in a movie? One's got a sweet mustache. And the other? Is Cary Grant. <laughs> All right, number five. Oh, this is good because you were asking me about these, and I think you even broke a few. The Rules of Magic Yeah. by Alice Hoffman. Yeah, I, oh. I did a trick, and then I just told everybody how it was done. Yeah, that's... And I guess you're, you're not supposed broke, to do that. That's rule number one. Yeah. Thing so. is, wasn't even my trick. I actually had a pretty prolific career as the mass magician in the late '90s, early 2000s. Gave up a lot of uh, magic secrets. Yeah, I'm the only one old enough to remember the mass <laughs> magician. That's what I'm learning. All right, Kate, real I, you thing. and I are the same age, Kate. Do you? Is this ringing a bell for you? I've got nothing, guys. Are you serious? There was these specials no. all the time. Yeah, he had like this big mask on and a voice yeah. changer, and he'd be like, "So here's how you saw a lady in half," you know. <laughs> and he'd show the trick, and pe- he would get like death threats. People would be like, "Mass magician, you shut what? your mouth." It really happened. Look it up. He'd get like. The top half of assistance sent to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the net, exactly. Like a horse head. Yep. Yeah. yeah. David Copperfield just put a yeah. dead fish on his. Has there been a book porch. series about like a former magician who helps detectives out? Because I feel like there's that super detective for everyone. Yeah, you're right. Like Castle, he just writes mysteries. Yeah. But like, has there been a magician? He's a like, magician. I'll tell you how he did this. I don't think so. It's a pretty good idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nobody steal that from me. No, take it. All right. Take it. Man, we just give away so many gold ideas. I know that. So what would it be called? You, you can figure it out. Okay. Some, the laws of magic? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, then you get to do all these like magic puns about like yeah. laws, like assault yeah. and magic. 
terrible. <laughs> All right, so the rules of magic. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Abraca death. Abraca death is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you steal that from R.L. Stein? No. Okay. Uh, three. So this is the rules of magic. Three singular siblings in the 1960s uncover secrets as they each try to break the family the curse. Rules of magic. Oh, that okay. kind of sounds like practical magic, if you ask me. Sure. So practical magic is helpful if you're like trying to figure out how to replace a yeah. lid from your milk carton. If you if you need a can of tuna opened. Yeah. Practical, practical magic. magic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Out of toilet paper. Yeah. Practical magic. Practical magic. <laughs> All right. I guess Bewitched is just a big example of practical magic. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. She's like whipping up casseroles and yeah. hemming dresses and stuff yeah. with her magic. Kate, how do you feel about Bewitched? Oh, Sammy. I like Bewitched, but you guys are making me think of Molly Weasley instead, just knitting while mm. she's cooking dinner and washing the dishes. Way to drop a Harry Potter reference. Good yeah. work. Good work. Way to do that. Nobody talks about Harry Potter anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I got very... Sorry, didn't we just have a conversation about Animorphs? Yeah, we did. That's... <laughs> We did. did I, but it's been a long time since I've mentioned Animorphs on this podcast. It's been a long time since anyone's mentioned Animorphs. <laughs> okay. oh. Number four. Oops, I just dropped my mic. Let me pick it up. It's actually on this on this stand. Well, they didn't need to know I, that, sorry. did they? What's number four, Smart Mouth? <laughs> a Column of Fire by Ken Follett. I'm getting you this. Stop it. I'm getting you this. I'll break You'll have rule. to read it. I will never That's read the rule. this You book. just said. I will never read you this You said book. the rules of magic is if I get you a book with your name on it, yeah. you have to read it or it controls your no. life. If I was trapped on a desert island and somebody dropped a copy of this Ken Follett book, I would use it as a pillow. Would never crack the spine. Would you use it as kindling for fire? No. I need a pillow. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Couldn't you just... Are you on an island I need neck that support. has sand? Yeah. You could just make a sand pillow. Yeah, because I love mites. Is that what's going on? Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. I'm usually worried about where I'm going to go to the bathroom on an island. Everywhere. Oh, jeez. All right. Number... Wow, you had that planned. Number three is tied with number two. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I said number two after that's, that whole bathroom. That's all right. Thing. I guess we've, it was we've lost our clean it was rating here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Number three, Fairy Tale by Danielle Steele. She's back, too. Yeah. Danielle Steele doesn't go anywhere. She doesn't. She doesn't go anywhere. Uh, She's not allowed. She's yeah. chained to a desk somewhere. Yeah. So Camille Lemon. Oh my gosh. Kate, any idea? Lemonaeus? How, how do people just I look at words and just pronounce them? I don't know. Well, Camille returns from college to manage her family's winery in Napa Valley and is forced to deal with tragedy and unexpected dangers. Uh, one unexpected dangers? That wine is just so darn good. Why would you leave? Yeah. So. <laughs> i guess all right you have to leave a winery never <laughs> this was an unexpected danger number two sleeping beauties by stephen king and owen, owen king. king um i think i knew a kid named owen owen king or i knew like somebody who had a kid named owen that's not you kate right no so i don't know who who's oh maybe there's just an owen who wanders around the library okay look the point is Owen Wilson is also somebody I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, oh, wow. Eric. Sleeping Beauty. It's great to great. see you. Wake up, honey. Jeez. Oh, boy. She really asleep. start the day. Uh, Kate, go ahead. <laughs> no. A little bit. Come on. Okay. Kate, you got a Luke Wilson. Go ahead. Give him like, a Luke. Miss. She doesn't have it. She doesn't I don't have think it. I have a Luke Wilson. She doesn't have it. I guess it's Owen Wilson, but raspier? Yeah, a little oh, slower. Wow. wow, great. Just got to get in there. And awesome. Got to... Teach a oh, class. Hi, hi, Luke. What a great. Wow. Hey. I'm a substitute Yeah, I was about to teacher. say my Owen sounds like a Muppet. It my Owen Wilson. I was kind of feeling like bit. I sounded like Ernie. Ernie? Yeah, yeah. Er, yeah. yeah a a, a, yeah, a Jim Henson voice. Thank you. Like your Ernie's, your Kermit's. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sleeping Beauties. And you haven't read this yet. You sure want haven't. to. I will. Yeah. Well, number one, Dan Brown is still here with Origins yes, of I can't the believe. Species. I can't, hmm. No, it's just Origins. Okay. I can't believe I haven't read that. Really? Da Vinci Code? 
Didn't do it. Sorry, guys. Didn't do it. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. We've, no shame. We've done a Dan Brown spotlight. Yes, we have. Do you remember the episode? No. It's just called Spotlight on Dan Brown. Spotlight on Dan Brown. Uh, symbology professor, probably the main guy. What's his Robert name? Robert Langdon. Tom Tom Hanks. As played by David S. Pugpins. Tom Hanks goes on a perilous quest with a beautiful museum director played by... Classic. Anne Hathaway hasn't get sucked into these movies yet. No, she hasn't. The last one was Felicity Jones. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think Anne Hathaway is too old for the... Oh! <laughs> Hollywood double that's, standards at play. That's, a, that's not funny. That's a critique of the movie casting. Right. It's yeah. always like Tom Hanks running around with like a mullet. Yeah. And some like 22-year-old like, I'm yeah. a French archaeologist. Yeah. You know? Imogen Poots right now, I guess, <laughs> would be the next one. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Origins, number one. Number one. For two okay. weeks, do you think it will stay there long? Yes, I actually really? kind of do. Are these books still that popular? It's hard to say because the Kate last hasn't one, read them. The last one came out during like the Reagan administration, so I don't. It's been a long yeah. time. The yeah. movies are total flops. The books I could see. I mean, that's Not the a, first two. That is a Christmas present right there. Mm-hmm. The Dan Brown Origins book. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think this will be with us for a while. Yeah. That's uh, my guess. The only reason Da Vinci Code was so popular is because Reagan called it a darn good yarn. I think so. So <laughs> I think so. So you know yeah. what? I I think that might be a little too a little bit too subtle. That was a Tom. That's what happened to Tom Clancy's Tom Clancy. Hunt for Red October. Yep. Reagan said it was a Tom yeah. Yard. Similar thing happened with uh, James Bond and JFK. Actually, yeah, he was I think a big, said that before. big James Bond fan. Yeah, He's he liked, he liked the, the lifestyle. If yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the look. I can't think this of something. This fella's mundane. got a lot going on. No, that wasn't your best. JFK. It wasn't. No, right, sorry. So sorry. I don't. You, you can go back with that though. Okay, I will. All right, let's talk about the Man Booker. We already did. I opened up the tab and I never closed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, now it's time for our author spotlight. So this has been... Kate, if you wouldn't our... mind singing the traditional author spotlight <laughs> Go song. Go ahead, Kate. I did tell her We'll count you in. Say. Three, nope, two, nope, one. Nope. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Eric, can you remix that? <laughs> can you auto-tune Kate yeah. going, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is our third consecutive year of hosting a big name author in October. Yeah. Uh, each time's in a partnership with Houghton College and the Friends yeah. of the Library, and they are along with us for this ride too. So, and we got Naomi Shihai because Kate is personal friends nope. with her. Nope, not nope. true. It's not no relation at all. No relation at all. So Joyce Carol Oates, technically Archer Mayer was our first like big author get. In he wants you to remember that too. But he wasn't part of our uh, like author our big Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest. So, yeah, that's probably not yeah. a good name for it. Yeah, we'd get a lot more authors yeah. wanting to come. Yeah, our our March authors have been. Archer Mayer, and then uh-huh. Julie Spencer Fleming. Yeah. And then our big October thing is Joyce Carol Oates the first year, Alexander McCall Smith, yeah. Naomi Shehab Nye. Yeah. So we're glad to have her. We're looking forward start to it. I'm pronouncing her name right on this podcast. You probably Naomi Shehab Nye. She, yep, there you go. You got it. You I got sure it. did. Uh, so she, if, if you're not familiar with her work, she writes really for all ages. It seems like uh, predominantly, I guess, that sort of middle grade there a lot of her poetry has been adapted into picture books and she has some just standalone picture books mm-hmm. um habibi's probably her her best known although turtle of oman in, in recent years these are both novels for i guess i would say in the i would put them maybe in the junior range like n- probably not even young adult uh, yeah it, yeah i'd say the juvenile range yeah so it's sort of all over if, if you're a poetry fan she's got a lot of great collections there um she she's been nominated for many awards so she doesn't like to talk about awards and such so we, we can skip very that. modest yes uh she's of palestinian and american uh descent and a lot of her um a lot of her books sort of deal with that duality uh, i found that in a lot of the things i've read wouldn't you say that's sort of a core definitely thing? yeah uh so let's why don't we talk first about the novels she has three primary novels that are aimed at 
I don't know. I haven't read. I haven't read Going Going. What's would you say that's YA or would you put that in a, at a younger? Um, look, the spine on this says YA. Yeah, but the main and the main character is sixteen. Oh, okay, but I wouldn't put it YA. It reads like it reminded me of Star Girl. I guess okay. by Jerry Spinelli uh-huh. more, and that, I guess that's also sometimes considered YA. But I guess the upper juve section, like the more 10 to 12 okay. age. And I feel like that's the age that will be most affected mm-hmm. by going, going. Okay. Not gone. Don't even say, because it says going, and then this thing says on it, uh, gone, not if she can stop it. That's right. Well, so, that's a pretty good tagline, actually. Yeah, it's not as action-packed as I you like make that. it. I like that. Oh, it, okay. Yeah. All right. There's no action. Uh, so we, we've each read Just we've each read one of these. So I read Turtle of Oman. Kate read Habibi. Eric read Going Going. Going Going. So let's talk about him a little bit. Yeah. Habibi's the oldest. So why don't why don't and we Kate start is our there? Guest. Kate, tell us what did you what did you think? What's it about? I thought you were going to say I was the oldest. Also, can call you out on that. <laughs> Habibi was good. Um, it seemed very autobiographical. Okay. She it's about a young girl about 15 16 also who her father is from Palestine and mm-hmm. they end up moving back there. And she has to experience all the culture shock. Mm -hmm. You know, she is a young girl that is not allowed to wear short shorts and jewelry. And she's in a country that doesn't speak her language with people she doesn't know. So there's a lot of that going on. Just a lot of like identity crisis, who she is and who she is being American Palestinian. Mm -hmm. Now, she's got a she's got a picture book that's also somewhat autobiographical here. City Secret. Yes. City Secret. Have you read this? Yes, I did. Do you is it? Kind of supposed to be the same. Habibi is deal. a lot of like City Secret, just or CDs. I think so. CT. Yeah. CT Secret. Um, it's pretty much just expanded. Okay. She put all those details in there okay. into Habibi. So that in, she leaves in, out in CT. In CT Secret, she's younger than sixteen. She's much yeah, younger. Yeah, I'd she say goes, a small child, eight or nine. Maybe she goes to Palestine with her father to visit her grandmother, yes, who she doesn't yes. see very often, but has a huge impact on her. So uh, this was actually. Um, of the picture books, I would say CD Secret was my favorite. Definitely. I think it, it has a lot to it. It does. Yeah, it really does. But let, let's stick with Habibi for a moment. So what, what was your takeaway on it? I really enjoyed how Nye writes. Mm-hmm. She, you can tell that she's a poet. Yeah, that, is, that does come across. There are little lines in every chapter that ring out as poetry. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just reading conversations and dialogue. Yeah. It is poetry mixed into the novel. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. It was beautiful. Well, see, sometimes that can be really, like, bad. You know it what I mean? Be it can be really Yeah, it's yeah, like, oh, absolutely. okay, I guess we're doing a line of poetry now. But I think... You found in this uh, one that it... <laughs> <laughs> a line of poetry. Sorry, I'm just thinking of somebody like yeah. in their bathroom doing a line of poetry off yeah. their toilet seat. Yeah, right. Like, oh, those are good rhymes. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, but Kate, for anyway. Habibi, you found that that was pretty seamless? It flowed well, okay. yes. It didn't uh, seem out I of place. It, if anything, it just made me stop and take a second to appreciate her writing and appreciate what she went through mm-hmm. as a child. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, that's really something. I can't remember what it was exactly, but there was one that she was she was incidental mm-hmm. essentially to what was going on in the world and that it sounded so poetic that it made me stop and you have to think about wow we are just incidental the world goes on without us that's yeah. we're nothing in comparison oh boy don't say that okay. in front of Eric. no it's fine it's oh, right no. You're, that's oh, not what logan no. had to say about life <laughs> we're gonna all live for a long time and then it's okay to pass on that's what kate's trying to say so kate have you read persepolis persepolis that's you know what I meant. <laughs> yes, but it was back in college and I don't remember. Oh, well then you can't compare yeah, the it two. Yeah, does, it does sound similar. It sounds okay. similar in that regard. Then I'll have to brush up, I guess. I actually haven't read Persepolis, but I liked the... Do you want some more, version. like graphic novel recommendations? 
Just email me the list, okay? <laughs> Kate knows how it works. So, Kate, where would you... So, would you keep this as a like a J novel, or would you... You know, it's it in... funny. I see two copies here. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Not that funny, Eric. Not that funny. Okay. Um, so, we have two copies on our desk here. One has a J, one has a YA. Mm. I think it could fall into either, okay. but I think, uh, you know, a 12 to... 10 to 12, 10 to 12, yeah. 15, that range, I think, would okay. enjoy it fine. But there's also a lot that a young adult could take away from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a. Uh, sorry, I was just Silence. looking. I was just looking at one of our Facebook responses here. Facebook Ooh. user Carly says she used to read Habibi over and over when she was younger, and it like just had a huge impact on her. Mm. So uh, I think probably that that young age where you're, I guess it sounds like it's sort of a relatable story, and that hers was sort of culture shock. But it seems like a lot. It, it, that could be. Like whatever you're going through, you know, whatever oh, like absolutely. big changes in your life. Yeah, it doesn't you know. have to be you're moving to the other right. side of the world. It right. could be anything, you know, a yeah. divorce or moving or, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be quite that traumatic, right. but she she relates it in a way that anybody can yeah. can feel that. Well, moving is pretty universal. I mean, even if you haven't Definitely. done it, like you understand the concept of how, like what a big deal that would absolutely. be. Absolutely. Like Your that whole sort of life has changed. Right? Yeah. Back and forth. So you, you enjoyed it? Yeah, overall? I did. Okay. I did. All right. Uh, Eric, going, going. To, I don't really know much about this one. This is where she's against big chains. That's right? basically what it is. Uh, her family, which is, which is true of the author too. She much prefers smaller. Uh, yes, you know. Uh, her family owns a restaurant, and um, I think it's a Walmart that comes in. If I that starts it, but there's a lot of big businesses that come in. But the Walmart, they, they decide she, her family does this thing where if you say your wish out loud. Mm -hmm. uh, the family has to help make it come true. Okay. And so for her 16th birthday, she wishes that none, none of them shop mm -hmm. for like 16 weeks. None mm -hmm. of them will shop at a big chain. Okay. They'll only shop small, I guess, is the thing now. Mm -hmm. When did this book come out? 2005. It's, yeah, it's older. When did the shop small movement start? Last year? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Not quite last year, but I, I right. do think 2005 is a little ahead of so, the curve. Like, the, so she... Her, and not all of her family are down for that wish, mm -hmm. uh, including her brother. He calls it very selfish. But she kind of starts this like movement amongst her friends and her family to try to shop small and save um, small businesses and stuff like that. So they try to save the local theater. It makes me think of The Majestic if I had ever seen it. I love that movie. You do love The Majestic. Yeah. This is one thing I know about you. Wait, time out. I've actually seen that one. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. It oh was years gosh. ago. Oh I would need to freshen up, but yeah, right. that's all right. I have seen it in we Eric Hasn't. Mark one. Wow. Hey, you're is that the only Jim Carrey movie you know you've what? seen? You're a real Kate. Oh, no, of course not. Hello, my child is named Ace. No, it wasn't after Ace Ventura, <laughs> but there is a, there is that there. All right, you heard it her first. Yeah. Kate names her child <laughs> after Jim Carrey characters. Your story is that he's not named after Ace yeah. Ventura, but yeah. I think we need to ask your yeah. husband. If she had about a third child, one. it'd be the Riddler. Yeah. So not the mask, but the Riddler. Okay. All right. Huh. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's totally this fine. This is my son, Ace, the Riddler, and... <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. Dumber? <laughs> um, uh, Kate's not going to name her child Dumber, so... So just dumb. Yeah. Say, I'd have to have a dumb before I'd have a dumber. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you hear that? Kate's having twins. Congratulations, Kate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be great. We break news every now and then, so yeah. that's great. Anyway, you were saying... So they put, like over Walmarts, we sell for less sign. They put yeah. over less imagination, less independence, less creativity. Burn. Uh... Which is fair because I don't like Walmart. Mm -hmm. In fact, I might oh. dare say I hate Walmart. Really? I just watched the South Park episode Old. where they have to destroy Walmart. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. It's still funny to mm -hmm. this day. Um, 
But so did it appeal to you? I actually sort of thought, given the, I thought that it might appeal to you. It. It's okay. I enjoy. Here's what I think. I think there is a certain age where, if you read this, like I think there is the age where you'll read it and you'll be inspired and you'll maybe even like mm-hmm. come out of this like, yes, now I'm only going to shop small. Yeah. Uh, it has that kind of like well, I, younger I think... uh, influence, younger like enthusiasm about it, where it will make you you know, want to do what the characters are doing in right. the book. Um, it's not really focused. The characters don't really get a lot of work in it. It really is about just what they do okay. to keep the businesses uh, going. Um, at the end, <clears throat> a Taco Bell is being built right next to their the family's mm. restaurant. Yo, and so they're Taco worried. Um, <laughs> and the last line was... Uh, Spoiler alert. Well, will anyone notice if we just stay quiet till every little thing we love is gone? Ooh. And it's yeah, little, it's kind and, of a dark ending there. Yeah, and it, there's also the line: "Did uh, did you ever love any place that went away?" Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like a phone booth. Yeah, but you know how kids get very attached to things. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I think that I think that that's. Um, I mean, we all we all know the difference between like going to a big chain and and yeah. shopping local, or I mean, we we know the effects that that has on the economy and, and yeah. just we know what that means. But I think that's something that kids have to learn. You know, mm-hmm. like a little kid, if you're going to be like, hey, do you want to go to this one little store that has this little selection right here? Yeah. Or do you want to go to like a mall or like a big Walmart? Yeah. And they're going to want to go, you know, where there's more and there's more options. Yeah. So like reading that could sort of maybe maybe be kind of an awakening to the fact yeah. that there are other things at work. And, you know, that might be a good way to sort of get in on that. Yeah. Did you find the what did you think of the writing? Um, like I said, it reminded me of Stargirl a little bit in its writing style. Is that good or bad? Uh, it varies. Okay. Depending. Some, some, it's, it's too young for me mm-hmm. right now for me to get really into it. Yeah. But it's, it's, that means it's also kind of written so that when you're, it sounds like a book. If that, you're young enough to be reading it, you kind of feel like maybe you're reading something that is written maybe a little above yeah, for okay. you. So there's that like, Ooh, I'm it, it reading a higher level. It strikes me as a book that sort of has its thesis. Like here's, yes, here's it, what we're going to it do. It really is just like a thesis. And so like, if you get that, if yeah. you know what that means, yeah. then it's probably not as enjoyable yeah. as somebody who's yeah. learning that and figuring that out. If it wasn't fiction, it could just be called how to shop small. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. it's not a, not a good title. I, I don't think going, going is a great title for this. Cause I don't think it, really tells you anything about what's going but i think like the concept is appealing yeah today. you know when i when i saw it on the shelf i assumed it was like a like a travel yeah. story or something you know what i mean it or even really... like a romance yeah yeah kate any opinions uh no no i can't kate has no opinions kate, kate has, has no opinions. opinions on anything except for the majestic yep which she likes yeah that's why she named her third child the majestic she sure did it's a great name yeah well, I read Turtle of Oman. Mm. Uh, this is her her most recent. And you read that all the way down. Novel. No, that's different. That's that's John I don't Green. You're thinking oh, okay. of John Green. John Green. This Turtle is her most Oman. recent. Uh, starred review in Kirkus. Hornbook pulled it out as hey, their pick of of 2015 or so. Hornbook made a big deal about it when it came out. Yeah. I remember. Um, Publishers Weekly Kirkus. It was very well received. Right. Uh, critically, I don't know that it had huge like acclaim. It was w- until we started like reading and talking about it. It wasn't one that. I would have seen and been like, oh, sure, that book. Yeah. Whereas, like, Habibi or something. I turtles are big businessmen. They are. Find me a person who's a great like turtles. cover. I love the cover. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by a cover, but if I were to judge it strictly on its cover, mm-hmm. I love it. It's okay. great. Uh, the book, the book was hard because it's, it's, I didn't particularly big enjoy words. it. I didn't particularly enjoy it. 
and I got to the end and sort of had a new understanding of what it was. And I think if I would have gone into that knowing, I would have liked it better. And here's what I mean. It's a story about a little boy named Arif who uh, is moving from Oman to Michigan and he does not want to. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to. Um, he wants to stay with his grandpa. He wants to stay with his friends. He doesn't want to go. So it's, in a way, it's sort of like the opposite of Habibi, I guess, now that I say that out loud. So what the book is, basically, is him slowly coming to to grips with it. He's traveling around the area with his grandpa, doing things he loves, and just sort of enjoying those different things. And it's kind of written like, like Arif, I think, still thinks there's hope that he's not going to go. You know, that this is like, he's sort of seeing how great this is. And so, of course, he has to stay. So it sort of feels when you read it as if you're kind of building to something. And then I'm going to spoil the end of this book. So let me just, if you don't want to hear just plug your ears for a second. All right, I'm plugged. Go ahead. Okay. But he does. I mean, he's just a little kid. He has no say in whether or not they move to Michigan or not. Uh, so he goes. And so I was sort of like, oh, huh, okay. I thought we were building towards something. But then, you know, as I thought about it, it, it was more just about that journey. You know, that's yeah. the whole thing. It's just about him seeing those sights and traveling around and experiencing those things that are relatively simple. I mean, they're just sort of like, there's rocks that he likes. And, you know, he likes going to this one store and, you know, he likes his cat. That and... sounds a lot like Habibi. Okay. Total role okay. reversal. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the boy and right. the, the grandfather okay. moving well, to the States instead. I mean, it, it sounds a lot like Habibi. Hmm. It kind of came to an end without being very, you know, it was anticlimactic. Yeah. It right. just kind of ended. Yeah. So but I... it was the journey, not the destination, I feel like, you know. I I think that. I think that if I would have known that that's sort of what I was dealing with, just like this kid yes. is, is coming to grips with moving, then I think I would have read it completely differently. Yeah. But I was looking for like a trajectory instead of just like soaking it in as I go, which makes perfect sense because she's like a poet by trade. Exactly. And that's the whole point. Yes. You know, you're just supposed to like experience it. You don't need to be, you're not looking for like, you know, cliffhangers and like nope. big plot art. It it's, is the little rocks exactly. that you're supposed yes. to appreciate along exactly, the path exactly. here. Exactly. So I wish, I wish that I would have known ahead of time what it was because I think I would have gotten a lot more out of it because I did gain a new appreciation for it when I finished and was like, oh, huh, I would have done this totally differently. Yes. But even Kirkus, Kirkus always has her little one line, like bottom line, mm-hmm. and it refers to it as a warm and humorous peak at the profound and mundane details of moving from one country to another, a perfect pick for kids on the move. And I think even that, if I would have seen that, I think I would have like, yeah, you known. Had a little bit of a clue there. Yeah. Dealing with. So, um, I think it is enjoyable and I think it, they're absolutely right. If there's a kid who's moving, this would be a great book to yes. just sort of, you know, experience that. It's funny that it's a, a role reversal of Habibi. Yeah, it sounds like the complete flip that's of funny. Habibi. So Eric, you got the outlier. You got the one that's totally different. Unless somebody moved so. to another country. No, no, there, I mean, I, no. What, what is the setting? Do you know? Is it, I mean, it's just uh, set in the States, I assume. Oh, I can't remember the city. It's. And that, she's from San Antonio. I right. It's, it's definitely Southwest. Okay. Um, shoot. I can't it's remember. Okay. It's okay. I want right. to say it's like, I don't want to say it's Texas. I almost feel like it's New Mexico. Okay. I bet they mentioned it once. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, San Antonio. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. So she does write That's what Texas, she knows. Right? That's as as I've as I've read more and more of her things. It's she she, it seems like everything she writes is very personal, 
And she tends to, it seems like she's pretty successful in making that also universal, which is something that authors struggle with sometimes. So, you know, props there. Let's talk a little bit about the picture books. Kate, that's your wheelhouse. What did you think? All right. CJ Secret uh, yeah. was the autobiographical. Yep. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it was very long. Yes, it is um, long. I don't think my children would have sat through it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they would, you know, if I were to do it for a story time, I don't think the kids would yeah. have the attention span or the understanding. Yeah. You need an older child to really yeah. appreciate I, it. I read it. I read but it, it was to my beautiful. son, who's three. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it was work did to he get sort bouncy? of be like, no, 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 come look, you know. <laughs> That's right. But he oh, did. But look, he liked it. Great. I mean, he, he understood that she was visiting her grandma. And right. He liked that her grandma had striped hair, if you remember that and part. Again, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it he was his big secret. That was the secret was her hair. Right. You know? Oh, sorry to spoil that one too. <laughs> um, so it was long, but it was worth it. Um, famous, which is actually just one of her poems. Yeah. But they I put it into a picture book yeah. form. I love that one. Yeah. Well, the one of the, my favorites. The um, the illustrations really sell that one too. It does too. But they I help. My favorite part of that, I liked that when that's that's in her collection, uh, hugging the jukebox, <laughs> okay. which we have here in our collection. Yes. That was actually the first thing I ever read by her. I read that through, and then I did a poetry reading hmm. um, at one of the senior centers, and I read several from that, and I liked it. But famous was one of the ones I read there. Yeah. Um, so I already knew it when I came to that book. But it is a really good use of of that poem. It, it's a I love great the one about picture the button. book. You yeah. Know, the button is famous. Yeah. So the exactly. That's the one line that everybody yeah. seems to take away yeah. from it. Yep. I like that a lot. Yes. So that's, and the illustrations are great, which they are. Obviously They're she cute. didn't They're do. Fitting. But, well, no, but, but still. they suit the words very well. Yes. So yeah, I did enjoy that. And then she's got Lullaby Raft. Lullaby also. Raft is trippy. It is, isn't it? I think it, it kind of like spooked my son when I read really? that. Really? Well, him. the illustrations don't help this no. one on that. No, they don't. <laughs> but Eric might like it. There are a lot of animals in here. Did you read this one? The bunny and the chicken. I did read it, but just because there's a chicken doesn't mean I'm going to like the book. <laughs> so uh, it has a Nutcracker vibe to it. Yes, it does. Nutcracker. That's true. That's well, true, it's sort right? of like that kind of like spacey, quasi-unrealistic tone, yeah, it, which is Well, very, and if very you're drifting off to sleep, yeah. you know, I mean, I suppose. But there's a turtle. Here we go. Turtles are the theme <gasps> oh, today. Oh, my goodness. Turtles all the way like down. turtles, yeah. Do you think turtles. if somebody doesn't like a turtle that they're a good person? How could they be? I can't imagine I that. I have so. a pet tortoise. His name is Nelson. That's true. I That's all. I don't understand where the name Nelson came from because I get Marty, I, I get yeah. Fry, yeah. and I get Arbuckle. Uh -huh. But what pop culture thing that you love did Nelson come from? I named him after Nelson Rockefeller, former mm -hmm. governor of New York. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought you named him maybe after Nelson Mandela. No. But he's not really a part of pop culture. No, he's I not. I mean, he is because of the Mandela I, effect. You know, it was one of those things where like I just kept saying names. And finally, I was like, Nelson Rockefeller. Then I was like, oh, I like it. That's it. So there's nothing, no purpose behind it. But where were we? <laughs> Baby Radar? Baby Radar, okay. yeah. Um, it, again, I'm not crazy about the illustrations on this one. No. Um, and it reads a little difficultly also. Yes. But it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Like, you're looking at it from a baby in a stroller. You're seeing things from their point of view. I, of all the things that I read of hers, I think that this is the only one that I actually, like, didn't like. There are others that I was sort of like, okay, yeah. that was fine. You but just turned to the page where that okay. woman is smiling at the baby. Yeah. So terrifying. Oh, I'm terrified, too. But but this one, which is just, I don't think it's based on a poem or anything. It's no, just a picture so. book. I really didn't enjoy that one. It's not great to read out loud. No, it's not. And Which is, I mean, that's that's what I look for, yeah. you know? That's how, how I, I read did it. I read loud? it to my son. I think it's because of all the sounds and, yes. and just different things. It's just... You need to perform it almost yeah, you do. for it to be effective. Yeah. yeah. 
Go ahead, Kate. Uh, oh, Benito's Dream Model. No, I thought you were going to perform Baby Radar uh, for us. No, no, you know better than that. Come on now. You know, I don't know if I did read this one, actually. I think you guys had it on your desk, and I never got it. Oh, Benito's Dream Battle? Yeah. Yeah, that one is, um, that's also very long, like for a yeah. picture book. That would yeah. be a tough one to do in a story time. I liked it, though. It's about um, a little boy is talking to his grandma. He, ha he has a dream, and he asks her. There are grandmothers again. Yeah. He asks her what her dream was, and she's like, oh, I don't dream. And the little boy's like, oh, my gosh, we have to fix this. <laughs> so it's just sort of all about him trying to, like, oh, fill up long. her dream bucket. That's a Again. cute idea, though. It is a cute idea, and that I, I like the concept. I think the illustrations suit that one well. Yeah, I like the illustrations. Uh, it is. In this it's one a little better. trippy, you know. So it's sort of like a weird. It must be that whole poet thing. Yeah, you know? I, think I mean, so. when everything is poetry, you see it differently. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Our, uh, Nick's played this game. You probably haven't, Kate. It's called uh, Dixit. Yeah. The Benito's Dream Bottle kind of has Dixit style You're art. You're right. You're right. It's a yeah. game where you just you just see an image, and you have to sort of. I say what's going on with it but somebody says something and then people put the image put in. an image that yeah. matches in yeah it does have that but it's that that fits in with like the sort of dreamy yeah. vibe yeah you know because they're a little abstract yeah you know they're they're not too maybe dixit detail, is a board game adaptation of benito's, benito's dream, dream battle. battle yeah it's a good name i like i like the name for the book and i, I did enjoy it but it, it would be a difficult one to do for a story time yeah so what are you going to do for the story time by Oop. the way kate let me ask <laughs> um I oh, you can tell the nice folks about what you're doing for yes, the story time. Yes, there you time. go. For the story time, we're actually going to do a special Naomi Shihab Nye story time on Friday at 1030 in the morning. Um, and I'm going to do Baby Radar, even though it was one of our least favorites. <laughs> <laughs> because I think the kids will understand it maybe better than we yeah, can Yeah, that's probably it. true. Yeah. Um, Lullaby Raft mm -hmm. and Famous. Because I think those will be the easiest ones for the kids to relate to and enjoy. They're a good length. I think they'll be... They'll be good. But I, speaking of names, Benito's Dream Bottle was a good one. What is Baby Radar? Why is it Radar? Because it's, because it's, it's the things, things that, on his, yeah, on his the radar. The things that that of, baby that pays sense. attention to. Yeah. 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 So I think those will be those will be what I aim for. And then That'll we will make our very own lullaby raft for the craft. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I like it. Or maybe even a dream bottle. Ooh. Mm. Mm, for little Benito. Yeah. Or a dream boat. Um, Matthew McConaughey? Is he still considered a dream boat these days? No. No. Did either of you read any of her poetry books, like her poetry collections? Okay, then I'll. I'll I read some from what's uh, Honeybee. Honeybee. Okay. Uh, but as I've said before, I don't get poetry. Okay. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I read it. And I just don't understand why something is poetry. Mm -hmm. Why it's That's supposed a lot to of, affect I, hers in particular. I think is it's very uh, hers. It, it, hmm. It's very like practical and purposeful, <gasps> like her, practical magic. No, but her her. You know, when she when she's saying, you know, this is like this, it's very direct, you know, which I do sort of appreciate about her work because it's it's less those are actually kind of less dreamy in a way. Like yeah, there her, you go. Her poetry is actually pretty straightforward. Um, Hugging the Jukebox, like I said, was the first one I read and I read that because um, I was planning that uh, poetry reading. And that one, um, it was one that I found pleasant. And there were a few, including the, the title one, Hugging the Jukebox, um, that I actually found really like that got to me that I was like, Oh, that was good. That right. was really good. Uh, and it, it was a hit at the, uh, the senior center. I read just a collection of different things and hers, I think probably got the most response, especially hugging the jukebox, hugging the jukebox, the poem, um, the title of this collection here is about a little kid who's just feeding money into a jukebox and kind of a shy kid. And when the music starts playing, he just like goes for Who it. Who knew she wrote a poem about me? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 
And so I think I think the folks at the at the home were really like thinking about grandkids and their own kids and stuff. Sure, it was very sure. like evocative of that. I mean, everybody knows a kid like that. Some of us work with one whose name is Eric. But Eric, dance a little bit right now. Yeah. No. Okay. It's a vis- It's not a visual medium. Well, Kate and I were here. We we could okay. explain to them. We could do a play by play of your dancing. All right. Yeah. All right. Here I go. Okay. Whoa! Wow! Oh God, it's awful. Close your I eyes. I did not know you could kick that high. That's yes, yes. I have been following the Jack Black workout regime. That's impressive and so, off-putting. Yeah. Uh, I read that, and I also read "Come with Me" poems for a journey. Mm-hmm. Another one about traveling. Um, I did. I read that one to my son, and that actually worked pretty well because it was a lot of like, uh, you know, planes and trains and a lot of really automobiles. Uh, yes, a lot of really obvious imagery yeah. there for kids. Yeah. So I, kids I enjoyed love John Candy. I enjoyed that one too. Okay, I'm just trying to. Any others that you you want to mention that oh, we haven't boy. covered so far? I don't know if no, you guys read any, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. read Honeybee, so oh. I was. I just sure. like read through it mm-hmm. because I can't just sit and read. A book of poetry. Yeah, it's it is. It's like you it's have tricky. to sit and read one a day. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I, says she says that with her poetry, like if you find one you like, you're supposed to reread it multiple times slowly. That that was her recommendation. So you can read the whole book multiple times slowly. I guess I really just listen to music. Again. Okay, in a song. Yeah, well, that's the only poetry, poetry. that I. have sure. ever been able to get, and I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. But I guess then I know how it's supposed to be read. Yeah, and. S- and like the music shows me what kind of emotion I'm supposed to have to it. Yeah. When I just read like the windows close, the wind blows, husband's home, doors locked. Hmm. Like I don't. That's what? actually pretty good. Did Thank you just you. make that up? Because that was pretty yeah, look, good. Look, I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. See, I don't. Was that poetry? Because I don't know. Yes, it was poetry. Nothing rhymed. <laughs> it was poetry because it, it gave you a sense of how this person <sighs> was feeling. All right. Safe, well, I guess I got to put together a book secure. of poetry. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, any so no, hmm. we we've covered all. Wait, you got the, the feeling of being safe and secure in that poetry? Yeah. I thought the husband had ill intent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. I've never See, trusted a husband. <laughs> there you go. It's right. Open to interpretation. Oh, poetry. Pretty good. I get it now. <laughs> I've, I've learned. So she has things for all ages, and it just sort of depends on what your interest is. We we covered some of the YA novels. Well, I guess more like junior eight to twelve mm-hmm. novels. A lot of picture books. A lot of books of poetry. Um, but her. Her background and her history and just her life are very interesting. So mm-hmm. when we were first talking about who to bring, I, I always go and like watch talks and lectures that oh, the different yeah. authors have done. And she just grabbed me right from yeah. the start. And that was, I wasn't, I knew Hugging the Jukebox and I knew of some of her other mm-hmm. works, but that really, um, just her, her talk, she's very captivating and engaging. Yeah. So I think even if you haven't like sat down and read mm-hmm. everything she's ever written, even if you're not super into poetry, yeah. I think that, you'll there's something for you at the talk because right. she's just a fascinating person mm-hmm. and, a, and a good speaker so definitely worth coming out okay and the duke house is doing a great reception afterwards yeah where you'll get to meet naomi get your book signed yeah. get some great food burlingham books is going to be here selling books so if you don't have a copy and you want to pick one up we'll have it right here what are so you calling can... her naomi i guess yeah. you're just best friends with another author pretty much yeah all right yep we're super close actually we haven't actually spoken at this point and i'm sorry oh. that i said actually twice in a row but actually spoken actually yeah, yeah was it was redundant was that poetry redundant it might have been <laughs> okay well let's close up shop Kate, all right thanks for joining us i do what i can guys can you tell us a little bit about the halloween party while you're here yes Ooh. good idea the halloween party we are going to do saturday this saturday october 28th at 1 p.m we will have a couple of stories um probably not peep cat and five pumpkins because as we decided Terrible. it wasn't great 
Um, but we'll have a couple of stories, some crafts, some games, a couple of snacks, and then they'll be showing Hotel Transylvania 2 in the Nancy Howe Auditorium at 2 o'clock. And you can just come to the movie, too, if you want. Yes, you and you're, you movie. are encouraged to come in costume if you come to the nice, party also. Nice, And no registration. I, I will be pirate that day. Nice. No registration? They just show up? No registration. Cool. Anybody can come. Anything else with story time? When, when are we starting up story times again? Story time will start, I believe, the week of November 13th okay, so when I get back there. from the Nyla conference. Nice. So, yes. yes, Kate won a scholarship. Right Congratulations. Woohoo! What about you, Eric? Anything you want to mention? I'm not going to Nyla. I know. <laughs> Kate stole my ticket. You, you won the scholarship last year. That was last year's news. I won the year before, but who's counting? <laughs> um, let's see. It's so I always forget what week it is when we do this podcast. Well, I can tell you first. We have Naomi Shehab Knight nice. coming on the 27th. Oh, my gosh. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Big news. Uh, we're showing the classic. Think she'll come to the Halloween party? No. We're showing Phantom of the Opera on Tuesday the 24th. So, the Angelica listeners, you're too late. It was yesterday. Yeah. Everybody else, if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday morning, yeah. join us. Not Gerard Butler. Not Gerard Butler. Nelson Eddy. Nelson Eddy is the phantom. My brother, Steve, who you know for the podcast. Gerard Butler. Yeah. You could say. Is a huge Phantom of the Opera connoisseur, and he loves this one. So Mm -hmm. if that means anything to you, Mm -hmm. come on How do you feel about the Gerard Butler one? (sighs) He loved it. Oh, geez. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. (laughs) Okay. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. Yeah. He actually thinks that he sings well. It's fine. We don't have to get into it. Really? Uh, Yeah. Okay. And he probably really likes Russell Crowe singing in... Lame is, is probably. Oh, uh, boy. Spider-Man Homecoming. That was what I was going to say. Go for it. Spider-Man Homecoming, November 3rd, 3.30, as our after-school movie. Yes. Uh, do you like Spider-Man? Do you like high school? Good news. Two great what just stories to together. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Book clubs are currently reading Ghost Story by Peter Straub, which Ooh. we're about to finish up, but the, you can still join in on so that. So that's November 7th? No, that's the very first. November, November 1st. No. Yeah, actually, yes, November 1st yeah. at 3.30. You have book club, and then you got to go see Imagine, Imagine Dragons, Dragons in Buffalo. That's right. Uh, after that, we're going to be reading um, Still Life by Louise Penny, who mm. is a big favorite here. Yeah. Uh, Kate, do you know Louise Penny? Are you familiar with no, that author? No, I'm sorry, guys. Okay. No, that's all right. <laughs> I thought maybe just like from buying those books, because we get requests for them all the time. But um, we're doing that, and then we're doing, what's the other one? What's the contemporary classic? Do you remember? Eileen. By Otessa Moshfei. Come on. And it is <laughs> it is vaguely Christmas-themed, so that's why I picked it for uh, this slot. This was a finalist for either the Man Booker or the National Book Award, mm-hmm. possibly both. Okay. Uh, got a lot of attention when it first came out. Yeah. It's sort of an offbeat, um, kind of a mystery thriller, sort of. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. And that is going to be, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay. making the decision, that's going to be our final contemporary classic. Snap. Book club ever. pick. Yes, because after Not that. ever. Maybe. Who after knows? After that, we're going to go to a, more of a patron pick model, where ah. you, you've got a book you want us to do for book club, mm-hmm. toss it in a fishbowl. Yeah. And we'll draw it out, yeah. and that's going to be the book we do. That's so. dangerous, because patrons be notoriously bad pickers. They don't like, yeah, they just yeah. pick weird things. Yeah. Oh, I'll be James Patterson. Oh, oh my God. I'll James Patterson, <laughs> I'll James Patterson all, the all the time. That's yep. right. Yep. Kate, you can join us for our Patricia Briggs book club. Hey, you let me know. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's the big news for yeah. us. Yeah, it is. I think that's it. That is it. I think we've I done it. So. so good times. Okay. Kate, again, thank you. <laughs> Eric, as always, thank you. My good man. Yeah. For being on the old podcast. Yeah. I don't want to say who was the special guest of this episode. It was Kate. But, but it was Kate. I was also here. You were. Yes, being you were. And yeah. in a special capacity. Yes. So All right, I so didn't get a pair of headphones. No. Episode 115. That's next week. Which is going to drop on November 30th or, or October 30th. We're going to be able to talk a little bit about our visit with Naomi Shehab and I. I'll tell you how it yeah. went. And we'll talk about other fun things as well. Yeah. Probably a little Halloween talk. 
Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. It's never enough. I can't All believe right. we're going to be doing Christmas stuff soon. Yeah. I'm going to... I I think I might just skip this one. Just skip Christmas. Wow. Okay. <gasps> Wait, that's a movie. Skipping Christmas based on a book by John Grisham. Is it skipping so Christmas? So it's even literary. Yeah. yeah, it is skipping Christmas. Would you say that's Tim Allen's last You know what? Role? The movie's called Christmas with the Cranks. The oh. book is called Skipping Christmas. All right. How do you yeah. like Christmas with the Cranks? I think I did see that one. I don't oh. remember that. I saw it. I saw it. It was unpleasant. I liked Tim Allen at one point. Like yeah. Like Tool Time. Yeah. You know, like Oh, yeah. That. Galaxy Quest? Since then, Great. I don't know so she much. Seen Galaxy Quest. Okay. I might have. She might. It's been a she while. Might <laughs> she might have. Well, on the odd note of Tim Allen, so long. We'll see you next week. Uh-huh.